live from the Caltech studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Caltech studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Everybody's doing pretty good? Doing pretty good? Doing all right? Yes, I'm having some technical difficulties. Technical difficulties, and we'll let Kevin explain any technical difficulties he's having later. Perhaps he can get audience participation. No, it's just... No? No? No. Okay. My headphones. They're good now. Yes. Good now? Good now. Yes. Okay, great, great. I don't great. want anybody coming in here and trying to help me with the headphones. Nobody help him with the headphones. Absolutely. Oh, there we go. Somebody tried to help him with the headphones. On my right. Man, are you going to pay for that? The later. guy that would normally be on my right, my right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. His name is Earl. Dr. Corporate. Approved memos. Lead a workshop. Earl's out of the office, or excuse me, Earl's out of the booth today. Earl is back at the shop. We'll be getting in touch with Earl here momentarily to check in on Earl and uh, and Fred. To let make sure the they're music doing. play. Okay. Let the, yeah, exactly. We can't let the music play any any longer than we already did. Otherwise, uh, the FCC would be handing us fines. And I'm not afraid of them. Well, I'm glad. Uh, let's. I'll let you push the button, and then you can you could face the uh, you could face the FCC courts. That, press that's the why button. he's not afraid of them. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm a 1099. I'm not responsible for this action. Yes. And then uh, center stage on my left is uh, the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja. Please welcome back Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. And to his left is the, uh, you know what, we're going to have to have a, a discussion on this, but is the pat, your Padawan letter, the samurai sidekick, Mr. Alec Weber. We're going to have to just have a discussion about what? What else like, what's to discuss? We're going to discuss. Here's here's what we're going to discuss. Um, now, there's no doubt that, uh, and listen, for those that are listening, I, this was brought to my attention, Alec is not an attorney in learning. He's an attorney. He's a real life, real life, do a everything, real boy. do everything all by himself, attorney. Oh, boy, are you. Uh, you know, he doesn't, it's not in, he's not in training mode or anything like that. He's a real do-it-yourself uh, you know, take care of business attorney. Yeah, you don't. If I turn him loose on you, you're gonna have yeah. a bad day. Yeah. Here. We say Pato and Learner, and at least I say Pato and Learner because we're making a Star Wars reference. Mm-hmm. And he Al- is a very Star Warsy guy. Correct. And if Kevin is the master, you'd be the the Pato and Learner. Now, I'm gonna ask a Star Wars question. Do you you always are the the Pato and you're you're no. even you, once you become the full Jedi, he's still your master. No. In, in this a... is not Gibbs. <laughs> he is not all... He's a probie to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's not a probie to everybody else. Well, correct. But but as we've seen in the, Jedi land... There you, might be uh, the respectful relationship, but... Correct. But I, you, you still call him master. There are times I take the old man out. He would go <laughs> I mean, before the tribunal, mm-hmm. and they would vote whether to grant him master status. Right, but you still refer to your master. So I'm not the master, master, master for now on? No, you just call him by his name. Because <laughs> he doesn't call me master ever. Nope. I on give a, him orders. On, a, on account of some things in the Constitution. <laughs> gotcha. Or, or Buddy Woody ever. <laughs> gotcha. Understood. I'd shackle him to that desk and get a lot more out of him. 
Well, uh, probably not that much more. <laughs> already working like a borrowed lawnmower. I work no matter where I am. I'm working right now. He's working right now. So that's what I'm saying. Big time, regular attorney. You need you need counsel. Give uh, Max Law Orlando a call. Or if you just have advice you want to ask at 1 in the morning, Kevin gives his number that, out. That happens. That happens. <laughs> it does happen. Now, where else are you going to get that? Where else are you going to get an attorney's number that you can call? It's not some service, and we'll let you know 9 o'clock Monday oh, morning. I, I've had people call me up. They want to ask an NFA question. Right. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. They're in New York. Right? It's like, okay, well, what can I? Well, I just wanted to leave a message for the attorney. <laughs> All right. What was your question? <laughs> well, isn't there like a machine or something I can talk to? No, sir. This is Kevin Maxwell, the attorney. What can I answer for you? Alec would be the machine. You are you? <laughs> I am the machine. You're really the attorney? <laughs> yes, sir. What was your question? Well, I didn't expect to really talk to an attorney. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you get. Why it. did you call? <laughs> I mean, we we had a client that uh, fired one of the bigger firms around here and came to us. And last Friday, after hours, his knee popped, and he sent me an email saying that his knee had popped. And I picked up my cell phone, and I called him, and I spoke to him. And not only did I do that, I called the chiropractor that we use. We right. had an appointment Monday morning with an MRI Monday afternoon yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get that service elsewhere. No. No, you're not. I can uh, On I the can, weekend. I could testify. You might, but then again, you're going to be calling your brother-in-law who's the lawyer. Right. Because that's the only way you're going to have that right. happen. Right. Most other places, the, in my uh, opinion. Anything anything exciting happened this week in the world of law? Anything cool? Anything new? Any good court cases? Any? We, we settled. We got court approval of a rather substantial settlement uh, in a federal wage and hour case. <laughs> nice, nice. We go. Which and, I say is, fin- and I say finally because finally. that was like giving birth to a porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is we go on a sizzler after the show. <laughs> yeah, well we are. What, 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 yeah, what we're saying is that settlement came down and we were done for the day because yeah. it wasn't going to get any better after that. <laughs> Yep. I, was yeah. like, I, I literally, I was texting, I'm like, you signed it. Yeah, Finally. It. Get the big applause and you just walk off stage. Yeah, I'm out. That's right. I dropped, <laughs> the dropped the mic. Yeah, dropped the mic, the mic and walked walk out. out. See, see, that visual, dropping the mic and rolling away from the, it, that doesn't really do anything on radio. I've got so a face for radio. Quit doing that. <laughs> and you do have the face for radio. <laughs> Well, we got some uh, we got some good news. Uh, we've got some news to spread throughout the throughout the listening world, the listening audience. We're going to uh, be talking about uh, oh, some some really cool things have happened this week in, in law, and some really crazy things have happened. And we're going to get uh, some legal opinions and analysis I, I, on I this. I love we're, the we're, we're effects going, in Missouri. Yeah, was... we're going to we're definitely going to be talking about uh, what happened in Missouri. We've got some some great uh, legal news out of there. Some legislative updates out of out of Missouri. I like to litigate against lawyers like that. Oh yeah, that's that's um, yeah, that's gonna be a good it's one. Don't fun. don't don't spoil it yet. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it fully. We're gonna we're gonna have a great time with that one. Um, we've got some news out of Mississippi, uh, which is there's so many cases this week, and some of them are completely opposed to each other, and yet they're they're happening up and down the country. So we're gonna we're gonna get into them. We're gonna talk about again, like Kevin just said, what happened out in uh, Missouri this week. So. If you want to, if you want to sneak peek, go go Google uh, Missouri gun stuff, I guess, and you can you can <laughs> find it. Um, we're gonna, we're going to talk about uh, Missouri. We're going to talk about what's happened up in uh, Newtown, Connecticut. No 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 more shootings. Uh, just a, a court ruling, not a case. Just a ruling on whether or not a case could go forward or not. We're going to going to talk to you about a rather liberal judge who's legislating from the bench. Wait, did I give up too much already? Did I give up? Spoiler alert! Did I, did I give up too much? 
Well, it, it, but you didn't say how. Yeah, didn't say how. You didn't say how. Uh, more, more news out of Virginia. We're gonna we're gonna talk to you about, and then uh, some. Oh, we got some some Alabama news. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Alabama, where uh, it's it's Kevin's uh, Kevin's hometown, home state, uh, there in Greenbow, Alabama, the uh, the home of uh, no shoes. The uh, and then this week is what? Why are you looking at me like that? It's Alabama. I look, I look at you like that all the time. <laughs> uh, and then uh, it's one of my favorite times of year, and we get back, we're going to spend the next segment talking about why it's one of my favorite times of year. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical Tactical Rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off.
listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Celtech Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Celtech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, uh, this show, we were going to have uh, Lieutenant Bill with us. You know, Lieutenant Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. But he is teaching. Teaching this weekend. He's at the the Police Academy uh, doing some uh, some teaching. I think he said he was doing driving this week. That's always a fun one when you get uh, people in the car with you that with no driving skills other than I drive back and forth to work and school. It's always it's always interesting to take them out to the skid pad and the, uh, the 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 hot pursuit and the turns and the pit maneuvers and it's always remember, fun. Remember the first time I taught my daughter how far you can displace a vehicle along a linear plane without losing control? <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Dad, you can really go a long ways from one lane to another without crashing." Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. Can. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so don't we're, try we're, this in your jeep. So we're saying hello to. Lieutenant Bill, and if you're out there at the police academy with Lieutenant Bill, wear your seatbelt because he, he likes to try stuff he sees on cartoons. <laughs> he likes to, likes I to see know if it I really can works. I get this up on two wheels. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The two back ones or the two front ones? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and if he, if he yells yeehaw, you should, uh, <laughs> yeah. you should, you should yeah. get out of the car. <laughs> well, keep, keep in mind, he thinks The Dukes of Hazards was a documentary. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, one of my favorite times of year. This is, uh, it's a, it's a historical time. It's it's, it's, it's a lot of history in, in, in this week coming up, and it's uh, it's r- routinely ignored. I'm going to ask you. I mean, I'm just going to put put a couple of questions to you to the gentleman here at the table with me, because I know they they know these facts. Oh, we're going to be your foil. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, you know these you know these facts, and it's, they don't have it. I'm going to. Was was I, I there? I'll, I'll give you the answers. I'll give you the answers. It's all right. it's was all right. I there? Yeah, for some of them, yes. For some of them, yes. I was afraid of that. Uh, let me see. Um, we, we all know when World War II began. World War II began, well, depending on who you were, uh, for the Europeans, September 1st, 1939, Germany decides that they're going to invade Poland. Actually started a little bit before that. They went yeah. into uh, Austria, Austria, but that was, yeah. yeah, but the Austrian government was uh, complicit in that because there were Nazis in that government. There was no bloodshed during that one. So I, routinely, September 1st, 1939 is seen as the European entry into World War II. Yeah, it was a hostile takeover. Hostile takeover, yes. Uh, first day of the American... leverage buyout. Correct, correct. Uh, first day of American involvement in World War II? December. We all know that. December 7th, 1941. Uh, Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Uh, the American involvement officially de- de- uh, began, was declared on December 8th. Yeah, a couple hours later. A couple hours later. Had yeah. to get before the Congress. Yep. Uh, Germany then declared war on the United States because we declared war on Japan. It actually happened three days later because the Japanese envoy went to Germany and said, hey, remember, we're, we're partners we, we in this. We did this deal together, right? Right. And Germany said, no, 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 no. That was if you got attacked, not if you do the attacking. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was what the German high command said. Hitler, on the other hand, said, well, I don't want them to declare a war on us first, so let's declare a war on them. And they did so. Germany declared war on us on the 11th, and about three hours later, we declared war on Germany. So, uh, you can't fire me. I quit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, July 28th, 1914. 
is is widely recognized. It's the first day of World War One. It's when uh, Austria-Hungary declared war and invaded Serbia. It was physical action. And if you notice that on all of these, these all start with physical action, confrontation, bloodshed. Uh, the Gulf of, Gulf of Tonkin incident was when the USS Maddox was attacked in uh, waters off of North Vietnam, August 2nd, 1964. Paperwork followed thereafter, August 10th, 1964, with the Gulf of Tonkin resolution by U.S. Congress. Again, action. This was force on force what started these engagements. North Korea invades South Korea, June 25th, 1950. Again, action on action. Kind of a force on force. Yep. Uh, Kevin, this is the one you were there for, April 12th, 1861. This is when... Uh, <laughs> just just to be clear, all right, I was in vitro. In vitro, yes. Yeah. Right. I wasn't yeah. alive till May. Exactly, exactly right. Uh, this is when Confederate forces fired upon Fort Sumter. That's started. There was plenty of things leading up to the Civil War, but widely recognized, this is the first day of the Civil War, was the first day of bloodshed. And I bring these all up because when you ask somebody, what's the first day of the American Revolution? As Americans, uh, you get that, that 9 out of 10, you get that blank stare. Mm-hmm. Shot the, uh, around the world. Mm-hmm. You what I know, the shot heard, right. the shot heard around the world. But you get, uh, well, that would be July 4th, 1776. Nope. No, uh, that was the Declaration. Mm-hmm. That was the Declaration of Independence. In fact, when the American Revolution started, we really had no idea that we were going to become an independent nation. This was more about stopping the oppression and the tyranny. This uh, was this was a fight so we can make a deal. Yes. Not a fight so we could be free. Correct. Correct. The uh, the Boston Tea Party was uh, was uh, was the date on the Boston Tea Party. It was it was it was three years before, four years before, Mar- uh, 1774, March 31st, 1774, Boston Tea Party. So that happened before. So you hear about Boston Tea Party. There were so many events leading up to it. There was the uh, the Boston Massacre. Uh, that occurred in in nineteen excuse me nineteen in seventeen seventy March of seventeen seventy you had all of these events leading up to the American Revolution and and yet again when you ask an American when did the American Revolution start you'll get those you'll get these you'll get weird dates you don't you don't hear that and it's almost like it's it's been downplayed in in, in modern history or you know you know uh, let's let's call it from uh, World War Two on uh, where like Americans don't want to say that the war started when when gunfire erupted April nineteenth, seventeen seventy-five, uh, at the Battle of Lexington, then followed the next morning at the the Battle of Concord. Uh, you you don't hear that. It's 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 almost as if they they want us to believe. Well, this was a a peaceful thing, and this all started on paper and went forward. And, and it's Unless not. They were using paper patch bullets. Yeah, yeah exactly. On paper. This this all start this all started. Uh, April 19th, 1775. Again, a lot of things led up to it. But just like every other war we've talked about, and I've given you dates for, plenty of things led up to it. Japan just didn't decide, right. you know what, no, what are we doing today? Yeah, yeah, we're going to bomb them. Yeah. There was tension. There was there was the the leadership in Japan All moving forward. All this gasoline's getting old. We need to burn <laughs> yeah, it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, the battles of Lexington and Concord were the first military engagements of the American Revolutionary War. That's even how it's written when I when I go and you go on Google and look it up, it's the first military engagements. It doesn't say it's the start of the war. Right. It says it's the first military engagement engagements. Uh, these were in Middlesex County, province of Massachusetts Bay, while they within the towns of Lexington and Concord. Uh, it's uh, near present day Arlington and Cambridge, which is near Boston, Massachusetts. 
Battles marked the outbreak of open armed conflict between the Kingdom of Great Britain and the 13 of its colonies on the colonies on the mainland of British America. I would disagree with that. This started this was not against 13 colonies. This was not 13 colonies against Great Britain at that point. Yes, we had the Continental Congress which had taken place a few years prior, but this at this point was citizenry. Well, they weren't even citizens at that point. This was Subjects. Subjects. You you want me to help you? Yeah. These were people who considered themselves free men. Yes. Telling their king, you're not over me anymore. I am not going to live by your leave. The order had come down from King George. The order had uh, been carried out by General Gage, uh, a, a British general who was married to a woman who was born in New Jersey. And it's believed that she was the one that... make anybody crazy. Yes. It's believed that she was the one that leaked the information to Paul Revere, who then rode, you know, the 18th the day before out to Lexington and Concord and told them that the British were coming. Because the order had come down from General Gage, hey, we've had it. We're done with the back and forth with these people. Uh, Go take their firearms. Go take the guns. Go take the the cannons. Go take the uh, the caches. Go take Disarm them. Disarm them. Go take their firearms. Now, why would the king and his lead general want to disarm the citizenry? What, what purpose were this? Oh, I don't know. Those? So they could rule like they ruled in England? Uh, they, you know, that they, they, it's the king's way or it's the highway? You know, you, you they do what I say or you, you, you end up on the chopping block. Right. You know? We'll obey or be hung. Obey or be hung. Uh, this happened April 19th, 1775. The British started the march. They started moving. To, they were actually moving towards Concord, which is where the cache site was, where the where the Patriots had stored the weapons and firearms in some in, a, in the barns and in the facilities there. Okay. Lexington. And, and just so we're clear, yeah. when you cache something, don't tell nobody. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's part of yeah. getting ready and being ready is not telling anybody where your stuff is. Lexington's on the way to Concord. So they had to go through Lexington to get to Concord, the way the roads were then. Thanks to John, or excuse me, Paul Revere, Captain John Parker of the Loyalists, the, excuse me, of the Patriots, found out, and he was a veteran of the French and Indian War, so he was a man that knew warfare. Uh, when the British arrived, he realized, well, you know what, we're too small a force, but we're still going to stand ready. In fact, he told, he told his troops there, stand your ground, do not fire unless fired upon, but if they mean war, let it begin here. Listen, you want to talk about a statement that says the buck stops here, that, that, that's, that I that's, will not shirk my responsibilities. Yeah. That's almost as good as nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surrender. We just got here. Yeah. Well, the battle happened uh, the, at Lexington. It was a brief battle. How it started was still, it's still up in the air. Years later, the, the Americans said the British did it. The British always said the Americans did it. Who knows? Uh, I could tell you this. John Brown, Samuel Hadley. Caleb Harrington, Robert Monroe, Isaac Muzi, Ashael Porter, Jonathan Harrington, and Jonas Parker died that day. They were the first Americans to die for this country. They were the first Americans to stand up and say, we will not be oppressed. We will not lay down to a tyrannical government. We are the United States. We are Americans or we are patriots and we will not succumb. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break.
listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Keltec Studios online right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio. Live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Uh, thank you for uh, for letting me, uh, gentlemen, go off there and having a discussion about the uh, American Revolution. It's just always one of those that I think doesn't get enough attention. I think we're looking at it wrong in the schools, and nobody wants to talk about uh, how the American Revolution started and why it started. So thank you for your thank you for that few moments. So. Act like we had a choice. There, well, there, 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 <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, I do have a choice. Yeah, and that's because of the American Revolution. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, hey, I talked to you, speaking of uh, Gun Tech, we just heard that this is sponsored this uh, segment sponsored by Gun Tech. We talked to them during the week. I, yeah, I, I know I, I'm the one that said it. Yes, you did. Yeah, I know. Um, let's see. I talked to I talked to Phil every day. Talked to every day, but we had a long conversation on Thursday, uh, or as. Thursday of the work week, or as I like to call it, day four of the hostage situation. Um, <laughs> it seems like it's a, a fourth I, Monday this week. Yeah, it seems like I, uh, the days get longer and we just can't get out and get out. You know, it's like, well, look, it's sunny out longer now because we're approaching summer. So we're going to find a way to make you stay at work three hours longer. So it seems to seems to be what's going on. But uh, the, doing great, great products. Check them out. Get on GunTechUSA.com, G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com, and look at all their stuff. If you uh, if your gun dealer doesn't have their stuff in their store, let them know. Tell them to, tell them to get on the horn, get you some GunTech products. It's a high-quality American-made merchandise right there, and they're coming up with some really cool things. Kevin, we talked about, uh, or we, we mentioned Missouri, but we're going to get in, go in depth to talk about Missouri a little bit. Kevin brought this one to my attention. It in the middle of the night, I get a call from Kevin. Did you see what happened in Missouri? And I thought, okay, it started. Here we go. <laughs> you know? Here we go. The zombie apocalypse no, no, is going no. down. That, would, that would have been a coded transmission yeah. on the shortwaves. Yeah, telegraph. Yeah, telegraph. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, uh, it, it was not the start of the zombie apocalypse. It was a... And I was very disappointed, yeah. but nonetheless... Uh, this a, was amusing as I'll get out to me. There is a Democratic state representative in Missouri who has just championed for some uh, Second Amendment rights. An, an enormous step toward <laughs> the right of the citizenry of Missouri to be armed almost everywhere now. This is thanks to a, let me mention it again, a Democrat. Oops. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oops. I believe, Alec, that oops would be what this comes under. Oh, I think boy, it's, big, it's bigger the, than an oops. The kids today would call it epic fail. You know, that's if, if it that's weren't for what that, here. If it weren't for that service where they drive you around, I would call her an Uber goof. Yeah, this Uber oops is Uber what this Ubers. would be. Yep, yep. Uh, Jefferson City, Missouri, Representative Deb Lavender, Democrat out of Kirkwood, might have accidentally strengthened a concealed carry law Tuesday afternoon when oh, she, re- she. There's no. Yeah, there's no accidentally. She, yeah, she, yeah. she definitely did. <laughs> she didn't do it on purpose, but ain't no maybe about it. When she ran out of time. To withdraw an amendment she offered that would open the state cap- capital to concealed carry for members of the public. So I want you to understand what's at stake here. 
she forwarded an amendment on a on, on a piece of legislation, a concealed, some concealed carry updates, you know, that they, they do. And, and then, of course, people like Deb Lavender that are in the pockets of, uh, you know, crazy moms everywhere and the Bloomberg people, they try to uh, grandstand and make it look like guns are, you know, the, the guns are out there killing people. They're, you know, they're just running amok in the streets, shooting down innocent people. They'll make an amendment that they is so sarcastic yeah. uh, that they're trying to use it to prove a point. And there's a limited amount of time you have to make this amendment, and then right before your time runs out, you withdraw it. Yes. Well. Yeah, we've uh, also done, Mr. Chairman. Uh, you know, I've uh, you know, thank you, thank you very much uh, for the time, and uh, please, I allot my time back to uh, Mr. Weber. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, that's the time is handled because you've right. got you've got uh, you got time hacks. You got to meet. Well, she got to yakety yakety yakin, and she didn't notice that her time <laughs> was up, and the. The representative who was leading this little get-together went clink, clink with the gavel and said, thank you, you're done. Yeah. And she pooped her pants. Yeah, and yeah. He, and then it was immediately called to vote. Mm-hmm. Several House Republicans laughed and clapped when Lavender ran out of time while ch- uh, closing the amendment, believing she intended to withdraw the amendment before her time ran out. Members quickly took to social media to rub into victory. And I've got some of those comments we'll go over later. But like Kevin said, this was one of those amendments that she meant to put up to show how ridiculous this law is. And I'm going to, you know what, Mr. Everybody here in the Capitol, if you really like guns that much, I put an amendment forth that says, let the public carry guns in the Capitol if they have a concealed weapons permit. And she she got on her high horse and she stood there. And before she had the chance to pull the amendment, they said, Time's up. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, is exactly what they got. They got. Oh. <laughs> uh, sometimes, in an effort to prove a point, a representative might introduce an amendment that seems totally outrageous, uh, though that rep. But the amendment is introduced nonetheless because the rep it will help them prove a point. Representative Paul Kurtman, re- uh, Republican out of Union, wrote. I think Lavender was about to withdraw her amendment during her closing ar- argument. When she talked her way through the one-minute limit for her closing speech, and the speaker slammed the gavel and opened the board for her amendment to be voted on, she talked so long, she ran out of time for her amendment to be withdrawn. And that just goes to show you, yeah. you need to learn to shut up. So, Well, that's also when you're on the fence about the bill to begin with. Yep. You see that? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Yeah. Not yes, but heck yes. Uh, the amendment passed with about 115 voting yes. And now the proposed bill is even an even stronger Second Amendment bill because of her amendment. So she uh, she she either screwed she, up. Yeah, oh, well, we know she did. Or yeah, or she's, or, closet. she's actually pro-gun and she's been hiding, waiting for the chance to sneak this one in on those liberal nut jobs. Yeah, she's she, that would make her a, a Dino. Right. <laughs> She'd be a Democrat in name only, right? Right. <laughs> so, uh, she's. She uh, yeah you think so you think she's on the she's on know. the NRA payroll I don't know is what you're saying she's not on well, the, no no that the would be legal payroll. we would, would never we would never suggest such a thing well she's not on the NRA payroll she just she goes is, to uh, shooting events an and has NRA no expenses su- she is NRA supporter yeah there you, there you go uh, who has been allowed to be manipulated wink wink by <laughs> Bloomberg yeah yeah uh, and you know Bloomberg's probably yeah just giving birth what? to a Twinkie yeah, right what? now. <laughs> Uh, Justin Hill, Representative Justin Hill, uh, tweeted out, Thank you, Deb Lavender, for your support for open carry. 
That's so understated. It's elegant. Uh, From Rob Vescovo, another Republican legislator there in Missouri. Thank you, Deb Lavender, for this amendment to allow anyone in the Capitol to open carry. Way to grandstand. (laughs) Okay, that's not quite as magnanimous. Not quite as elegant. Uh, Travis Fitzwater, another uh, representative there, says, Democrat Deb Lavender passes amendment to allow anyone to carry in Capitol building against her own wishes. So, okay, that's rubbing it yeah, in your that's, face. That's, that's, that's rubbing, rubbing in. Uh, the, again, the amendment was passed, and the bill was then uh, laid on the House's informal calendar, uh, which I think it's uh, they said next two weeks, three weeks, it should be taken out. But but here you go. This this is this is classic. This is a woman deciding. I'm going to make my point. You see this a lot. I don't, we think, see it, this a I lot. don't think this was not gender specific. I think this was. Oh just, no, this wasn't gender specific. That's not a, what I meant. This yeah. was a legislator yeah. who decided to play a game. Yes. With the way the rules are run, and drop the ball. Yeah. Yeah, she dropped the ball and it landed right on her uh, anti Second Amendment foot. Yes, and it and it wasn't the tennis ball she thought it was. It was more of a bowling ball. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now. This this means, and what they're allowing, what they're going to allow, because remember, there's open carry there now. Um, you could have open carry or concealed carry in uh, in the Capitol buildings. And there's many many states have uh, you know that have open carry or concealed carry allowed. There's there's restrictions. Uh, you know, you can't carry in government buildings. You can't carry in post office. You can't carry on you know in the the legislative legislative buildings. You can't carry in a school. Uh, you know, the DMV, which is a state office, you can't carry in schools. And we see more of those falling by the wayside. We've talked about uh, Oklahoma recently. Uh, did the now now people can carry in schools? Uh, we saw in in Georgia, uh, Georgia now students can carry in Georgia. The campus carry bill in Georgia passed. Right. Uh, we know uh, Florida got a kickback recently, but uh, you know a you know the better luck next year. You know they'll they'll try they'll try again here in Florida. But she was trying to make the point like again, look how ridiculous it is. I'm going to say. You could open carry or you can concealed carry here in the Capitol. And then she, on, while grandstanding, she must not have been looking at her, her looking at her watch while she was standing on her uh, on her high horse there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, 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 it backfired and, and she lost it. And now she's she's a Democratic champion of Second her, Amendment rights in Missouri. Her, her righteous indignation yes. got the better of her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you, Deb Lavender. And thank you to your supporters at Crazy Moms for everything, for your grandiose uh, I'm so happy actions. they funded that for us. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Kiltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. The Keltech PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. 
GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. We live in an ever-changing world where security is no longer a luxury, but a necessity. Veritas International provides the peace of mind you, your family, business, or school deserves. Locally owned and operated by a law enforcement veteran with over 18 years of experience, Veritas provides a myriad of services, such as executive protection, private and confidential investigations, background investigations, canine services, event and school security, as well as firearms training that includes concealed carry, female handgun and survival courses, and home defense. Veritas will custom tailor a home defense course with your personal home as the training location. Train in your familiar environment. Put their decades of experience to work for you. Call Veritas International today at 844-483-7482. Online at oneveritas.com. That's O-N-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S.com. Mention the arms room and get 15% off training and selected services. Veritas International is a proud supporter of the Second Amendment. You're listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Kiltech Studios. Welcome back to Armstrong Radio. Hey, I have been remiss in uh, including all of you in the conversation if you want to get a hold of us here at arms room radio you can give us a call on the hotline is 407-774-8255 that's 407-774-8255 i know you might be listening outside the metro central florida area where our caltech studios are located but if you have a cell phone that should be a local call feel free to give us a call you can check us out on the facebook it is Facebook.com slash Arms Room Radio. You can post a message up on there. We'll, you know, answer it during the show. We will, uh, you know, make sure Unless we read we them. have to look it up. Yeah, if we have to look it up. <laughs> you know, normally Earl is the social media director. We have my IT department. Yes, you have your IT department by. here with you, with us. So that'll work. You can, uh, you can send us an email at radio at armsroom.com. 
That's radio at armsroom.com. Or you can hit us on the old tweeter, which is at, right, at armsroom radio. Boom. Boom. Just like that. At armsroom radio. No, don't type boom. No, just, don't type boom. Uh, that'll be the sound it makes when you press the send button. <laughs> if you want to, uh, if you want to tweet the, the the law group of Max uh, Kevin Maxwell Law and Associates, uh, that it's is at Max Law Orlando. At Max Law Orlando. At Max Law Orlando. I have gone another week without being suspended on Twitter, and I believe that's just because I did not tweet anything this week. I did not. <laughs> you did not. You did not. You got, you got suspended. A little bit. You got suspended. Kevin is suspended off Twitter this week, so do not look for him on there. Well, not not the Max Law one, the, the just the my own your personal one. Yeah. Yes. The uh, well, I can't even say what your it would would get fined by the FCC if I said what your real handle was. <laughs> Kevin Maxwell. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay, that's one. That's the one. Not the one I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, university suspends police officer for incident involving a gun holster. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. Their students across the the nation this week have been, well, this, yeah, this, this past week, were protesting the laws that uh, that do not allow them, or laws that keep them from carrying on campus, whether that be open carry or concealed carry. It uh, laws that prevent them from their uh, their God given right of self defense uh, while on college campuses. Uh, a, a University of South Alabama police officer has been suspended after citing a student in an exchange regarding an empty gun holster. University of South Alabama, Kevin, where's where's the, where's that one? You know where that one is? is Mobile. That... Mobile? Okay. Springdale, actually. Spring Springdale. Okay. Right 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 there. It's a little suburb of Mobile. Yeah. yeah. They have shoes. They have shoes. Yeah, well, it's a college. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a college. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> and most of them are from out of state, you know. So the country uh, Mississippi. Uh, going to... <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Uh, DJ Parton, a junior finance student from Mobile, was participating in a campus activity while wearing an empty gun holster on his hip. Uh, the University of South Alabama student cited by campus police for, for wearing an empty holster. Parton is the president of the, this is misleading, uh, the University of South Alabama chapter of students for concealed carry was participating in a week-long protest in which students around the nation are wearing empty holsters. Guess what the crime is for wearing an empty holster? Uh, it's not a crime. Yeah, there would be nothing. Yes. You know, they would. It might be a fashion violation. Yes, you know, I guess. It, in, it's perhaps your, the fashion your, police your could cite you. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> your it. belt has a tumor. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, school officials say the police officer who cited Parton, uh, Officer David Turpa, has been suspended for five days without pay after the incident. That seems a little extreme. Yeah, a little extreme. Oh, but no, uh, I, don't, don't, I, don't I know. bet there's a Paul Harvey there. Yeah, there, there, there must be. Uh, Officer Turpa and Officer Steve Gordon both apologized to the students involved. The University Director of Communications and Media Relations, Bob Lowry, said. University police determined after the investigation, uh, after an investigation, that the citation should not have been issued. Citation which ordered Parton to meet with the Dean of Students has since been rescinded. Um, you know, if those, of, those of you out there that are you know, law enforcement ever worked on a university, worked for a university police department, you understand what we're talking about. This, uh, Even those that work in high schools, middle schools, or elementary schools as DARE officers or school resource officers, they, there's an extra set of rules and bylaws depending on who they're employed by. If they're employed by a county working at a school, they stay with, stick with the state and county laws and ordinances. But if you have a school board police department or a school university police department, in addition to enforcing the laws of the state and the county and the city, 
they have the school rule book that they go by, and that's why you could say, listen, here's your citation. You have to meet with the dean. Well, and these kind of citations are usually, I'm grant, I'm giving you this piece of paper. Be advised, you are expelled. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. No more college for you. If I had to, if I had to guess what this said, and it's just a hypothetical guess, this was probably something under a either a disorderly conduct, a, uh, a, a people were in fear, uh, you know, because they hate, saw the hate, holster hate crime, active terrorism. Yeah, yeah, there was probably something along those lines. You know, you know, if you tried to connect the dots, that's or, probably what was done. And, and we may not know this. After I put the handcuffs on you, smacked you around a little bit, and took you in, then I decided to unarrest you. Yeah, and again, we have no idea what happened there, and yeah. but but something that warrants a five day suspension. Yeah, it smells, is, is sounds usually, like there was some unarresting going on. Yeah, it does. It does not sound like it was a bad interpretation of a law. No, it sounds like it was a. I felt in fear for my life as an officer, and I took the appropriate action. And you're lucky you're not suffering from a gunshot wound. Yeah, yeah, uh, like sheriff. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Guglieri over yeah. there in uh, Pinellas Yeah, if County. I see somebody with a holster or a firearm. Yeah, and this was this was meant uh, to make a point. This this how this was done. This was this was done civil so civil disobedience. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? It was. It's it wasn't quasi, even civil disobedience because right there quasi. there was no, there was no law being violated. This was done to this is, this attention, is, this education. Is, this is Gandhi going to the ocean and making salt. Yes. Yeah. yeah there you go. Um, so, it'd be interesting to hear the rest of the story there. Uh, you know, just because you see somebody wearing a holster doesn't mean they necessarily have a gun. Um, although, but, but <laughs> yeah. Don't, oh, yeah. listen, sure. You know, it, it, you would you would tend to believe there's yeah. a holster. He probably has a gun. You know. Well, yeah. Uh, especially, well, if you were aware, as an officer should mm-hmm. be aware, that there are these protests going on on campuses, you would think that there would have been a briefing, maybe you know, an email, something that told them, oh, by the way. There are going to be students walking around just wearing holsters trying to make a point. Yeah, listen, there's no way this officer doesn't know. Well, I take that back. I mean, is it possible that they have briefing once a week and he was sick that day or on vacation that day and missed the whole briefing about this happening? Yeah, and, sure. Then, sure and then nobody else told him. Yeah, listen, quite possible, quite possible. But that, again, would not mean a five-day suspension. No. You know, that would mean, what do you, oh, he didn't know, you know? Okay, well, he didn't know. Tell him to, you know, tear up the ticket. Yeah. So, um, we'll we'll get that figured out. We'll find out more about that in the future. It was just rather interesting. Just wanted to point it out. Listen, now I see a guy walking around with a holster. You know what I'm going to tell him? Dude, your gun fell out. Yeah, your gun fell out. Your gun fell out. You're not supposed to wear nylon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah not exactly. Supposed to wear nylon That's right. Holsters. Yeah. Friends, don't, don't let nylon. friends wear nylon holsters. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. Get you something nice and leather and form fitting or some sort of Kydex specifically made right. for your firearm. But uh, that nylon stuff where it bounces in and out, mm, no, no, that's a that's a no go at the station. You're, you're going to lose out. So, uh, so I bought somebody a better holster when I've seen him carrying something like that. No, no, come here. Yeah, I'm not gonna let you here. Come yeah, here. come over here. Yeah, we're gonna get you a Kydex. Especially those ones with just got a little tiny belt loop at the back, and there's a little pouch on the front for an extra, for an extra magazine. magazine. Yeah. So yeah, the gun no, does a really good no, job of bouncing around. Those are fine. Yeah. For storing your gun in your safe. That's yes, right. Yeah. Or or <laughs> sticking it in the glove compartment. Right. You know right, that's right. that's a fine in the car carry. Right. Right. But not on your person. Yeah. yeah. That's not. That's not. And especially not in a purse. No, definitely not. No, not in a purse. 
All right, listen, thank you for joining us. First hour, we've got another great hour of Arms Room Radio coming up next. We've got some more cool stories, some more great stuff, some good stuff. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, we're going we're gonna to come back. We're going to talk to you more about that. So listen, please, please, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. See you in a bit. Coming back, we're going to have, well, hold on, what are they, we're, we're going to give the sneak. We're going to talk about New York. We're going to talk about Newtown. We're going to talk about Virginia. We're going to talk about the, a little the bit economy. of New Jersey and a little bit of the economy. Yeah. We'll see you. In a, we'll see you in a few. From the Caltech Studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast. From the Caltech Studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to hour number two of Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Hey, we're going to get right to it. On my right is the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Well, I'm on the phone at least. Yeah, and you know what? The phone is on my right, so I, I'm going with it. <laughs> How are you doing today? I know you're you're stuck there at work, uh, you know, just the way the world works sometimes. How's things going? Yep. Doing good. Keep doing good. Busy. You know what? I know you're not actually here in the studio with us, but how can the good people get a hold of us here in the studio? Not to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> you guys think I have a good memory, don't you? I'll give the number. How about that? 407-774-8255. That's 407-774-8255. Yep. They can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armsroomradio. Your favorite and mine, they can send us a tweet on Twitter at armsroomradio, or they can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com. Outstanding. Outstanding. Any, anything you want to say to, to your to your fans or Fred's fans while, uh, while we're here? <laughs> and for those that don't know, those that just happen to be tuning in, uh, Earl's beard has won multiple contests, and it even uh, at one point... At one point, it uh, it got a name. It's it's Fred. Yep. And it's uh, when Earl goes to sleep. Fred does his continues to do his thing. It's a great concealed carry uh, method, also. And Fred uh, tweets. So Fred Fred the beard is there with you. <laughs> yep, he that, lets me come along for the he, ride. He cooks too, but he only makes soup. Well, Fred loves soup. That's actually why Earl's been losing so much weight. Fred's been reaching up and taking half his yeah, food. That's it. Yeah. Like a, like a filter, like a strainer. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly right. All right, well, take care of all the fat. Yeah, yeah, strainer, exactly, yeah. Thank you for joining us, uh, Earl. If we uh, remember at the end of the show, we will try to call you. If not, please feel free to call in at any point with uh, input or uh, output, I guess. I don't know. Um, okay. I don't want him calling while he's got output going on. No output. No, all right. <laughs> just, just be clear. I mean, I like him, but I don't like him like him. <laughs> all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, Earl, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Thank you for calling, sir. Bye, Fred. Bye, Fred. He beat me by half a second. <laughs> Uh, on my left is the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja. Please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. 
And the Padawan Learner, the Samurai Sidekick, an attorney in his own right that does things all by himself. I was not <laughs> not implying that uh, he, he needs to be an assistant or needs help. He, he is 100% capable to get things done on his own, Mr. Alec Weber. Thank you for the longest title on earth. <laughs> I'm going to make that an acronym next time. Okay. I'm just going to shorten it up. And... Call me the king. The king. The king. That's it. Yeah, but it's going to be D A K I N G G. The king. <laughs> uh, hey, I said we were going to give you some news out of New York, so guess what I have for you? Some incredibly, incredibly, incredibly embarrassing news out of New York. Uh, yeah, they got shoes there, right? But no machetes. No, no machetes. Uh, listen, uh, we, we was two, three weeks ago, we talked to you about a Massachusetts case with stun guns. If you recall the details of this case, it went on to say things. This was a Supreme Court ruling, by the way. The Massachusetts uh, state court had said, remember, I believe we called it, what do they call themselves? The ultimate Supreme Court of Massachusetts or something, something like, like that? that. Yeah, it's, something redundant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Superior <laughs> Ultimate Court of... Uh, well, that's, that's like New York calls the New York Superior Court. It's court. trial court. Yeah, right, court. right. But yeah, I, I, the Massachusetts court had another one. They they threw another modifier the, in the there. It was the supreme? Yeah, the thing. ultimate uh, ultimate super supreme court or something right. ridiculous. Califragilistic exactly. supreme court. And it went to the supreme court, and the supreme court said, "Guess what? Stun guns are weapon, and people have the right to possess them." Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. Supreme Judicial. There we go. Yes, yes. Massachusetts Supreme <laughs> As Judicial. As opposed to the supreme non-judicial. Non-judicial court. Yes. Quasi-judicial. The quasi-judicial. So. I guess New York didn't see that ruling. I guess they didn't see that one at all. And and the now this wasn't the courts. This is the, the Senate. And you know how it works. The the legislative body mm-hmm. doesn't pay attention to the judicial body. Mm-hmm. You think somebody would have said, "Hey, recent Supreme Court ruling that uh, maybe this is not a good idea." What the New York Supreme Court, excuse me, the New York Senate passed was a measure that makes machetes a criminal act. Possession of a machete is now a criminal act in New York. How am I supposed to kill that snake? Yeah, exactly. Hey, listen, I mean, like maybe this room? works good for, you know, Broadway and 7th Avenue. You know, but, <laughs> but I'm guessing the rest of the well, state... Well, there's snakes on there, too. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> they're they're, they're kind of screwed at this point. You know, uh, there, there's, there was an old joke that, that didn't turn, start out as a joke on Jeopardy. And they said, name something of that's a yard tool and of disreputable character. And the answer was rake. But the gentleman answered, ho. Yes, H-O-E. Ho. And, the FCC, and they, that's spelled they H-O-E. marked it wrong, and then they came back after the commercial and gave him credit. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I, I'm thinking that what they were trying to do was get rid of things that were both a weapon and of disreputable characteristics when they <laughs> said all home and garden tools yes. were yeah. to be banned. As, as Kevin has said, falling short of a direct ban on home and garden tools, lawmakers in the Senate passed a bill to include machetes, within the definition of a deadly weapon. The measure introduced in February would make criminal possession of a machete a crime with a penalty of up to a year in prison. The bill passed the Senate Tuesday in a 54-5 to vote and is now headed to the Assembly. Let me clarify something here. Gentlemen, help me out with this. The All you have to do is talk about what a deadly weapon can do. You don't need to define every deadly weapon. A machete, at this point, a machete is a deadly weapon the same way a brick is a deadly weapon. The same or way a car. a car is a deadly weapon. Or a pin. Right. These are items that have a primary purpose, yet they are used as weapons in a secondary capacity. Right. It's not a weapon until it's used against someone. Correct. Right. This is not a switchblade. Right. This is not a firearm. This is, this is not a... 
a, a blow dart gun. This is you're, these are things that those are things that made to inflict damage or harm. You're blanket banning everyday items. Yes. Uh, that no everybody butter, that, that no, many no more butter knives. Yeah. No more butter knives. No, no more butter knives. Could be used as a weapon. And that's where they're getting. That's that's the slope they're on here. Right. Uh, that they're starting to name. We're going to quantify the universe rather yeah. than letting me have that everyday item and then penalizing me if it is used in a deadly capacity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could easily say any sharp edge instrument that is used to inflict great bodily harm, you know, permanent or, or temporary disfigurement mm-hmm. or, or death. That's... You don't need to say, well, that would be machetes. That would be uh, that would be uh, Bowie knives. That would be uh, Tonto style blades. That would... well, you know, they took two months to compile this list. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the only thing they did. I can't wait till they mm-hmm. they ban uh, roll of quarters in a sock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> can't have socks yeah, got, and rolls of quarters. I got a sack in your full possession. of doorknobs with that guy's name on them. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's just a sleeping bag or a pillowcase full of. Diet Coke games. Yeah, yeah. Sponsors argued machetes should have been classified as weapons long ago. Despite the obvious serious injury that can be caused by the use of machete, such weapons have not been included in the penal law's definition of a deadly weapon. Again, folks, this started out. There is a, It didn't start out. There is a different purpose for a machete. A machete is for cutting down brush. It's for taking care of, you know, like Alex said, you got a snake in the grass. Uh, and, and, you know, it, there's there's multiple uses for it. We're going to hit you a little bit more with New York when we come back. We're going to want to finish this topic up. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical 
tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence, insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Kiltech Studios. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Kiltech Studios. Hey, we're talking to you about uh, the New York Senate passing a machete, anti-machete law. It's criminalized the possession of machetes. Well, I mean, I guess it has to go to the final assembly, and hopefully somebody up there will tweak this. But it sounds like already with a vote of 54 to 5, there's not much chance, much chance of common sense prevailing here. In New York, the bill is proposed, and it has passed, that possession of a machete is now a crime punishable by up to one year in prison. Kevin, um, um, Alec, uh, uh, landscapers, uh, they, you know, they're, they're just a common tool and used in landscaping. Mm-hmm. Um, cr- criminals now, have we just criminalized landscaping? Yep. Well, okay. I think the, I think the fastest way to solve this problem is to just stop mowing grass and doing any gardening in the state of New York at all. Just, mm-hmm. just quit. Yeah. Listen, that, you, you, you think just, your homeowners association association down here has got some power. Wait till you see how they are up in the, you, uh, do you know what, up, uh, up north. you know what's attached to the bottom of a, of a lawnmower? That's a couple of machetes. It's a blade. It's yeah. a couple of machetes spinning yeah. around and around in circles. So uh, I, I believe yeah. the late Justice Scalia has said uh, the hierarchy of power is God in homeowners associations. Yeah, 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 exactly yeah. right. They're havens for fascism. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, Earl uh, called me during the break here. He tweeted in, I think is what he did, and said uh, there were 464 vehicle deaths in uh, so far this year in the state of Georgia. So they're going to ban vehicles. Huh. They're going to ban vehicles because clearly vehicles are what's causing them. Um, the, uh, listen, we're going to sue again, vehicle manufacturers, too. Now. Here's what a deadly weapon is. I mean, and here's what the definition of a deadly weapon should be. A deadly weapon is any item that is used outside of the human body that is capable of causing permanent or temporary disfigurement or death. Or Chuck Norris. Or Chuck Norris. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Chuck Norris's body would be. Yeah. So anything you could pick up and use or anything you could control, whether that be a firearm, a knife, but, a... Uh, 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 your computer monitor, but, you know, that you run but somebody's head through. under the definition, when a state attorney decides to move forward with something like mm-hmm. that, that's what he gets charged with. Yes. You struck someone with something that caused great bodily injury or death. That's deadly weapon. Yes. That. But it, it was a, it was a, it was a bottle. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 
but Listen, you use it as a deadly weapon, so yeah. you get charged with the use of a deadly weapon. Yeah, and so, I mean, you get into a, a pitfall there if you start defining, because now, again, butter knife, you said it, steak knife. That's Guy right. takes out a steak knife. I'm sorry, knife. it's not in the definition of yeah. a deadly weapon, so right. you can't charge me with ba- with with battery with a deadly weapon. Right, and if it is... You can still charge it with something else, but right. still, you know, you're, you're just... Yeah, arbitrarily pulling items and putting them on a list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you you have a you have a dump truck with <laughs> with twenty five thousand gallons of water in it. And you dump it all on somebody at one time and crush them. Hey, well, Waterboarded them. It's not it's not, yeah. it's not <laughs> in the definition not of the deadly weapon. Not in definitions. Hey, we do have we do have a caller who wants to talk to us about uh, machetes. Brian, how you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How about y'all? Doing pretty good. What, what do you, what do you think about this machete uh, lunacy? Well, here's the next thing in the ban in New York. You can no longer watch the, the movie Machete Kills. That's going to be banned in the state of New York next because it shows a machete. That, you know, that would make you an accomplice, you know, to, uh, to the possession of a machete. Suborning machete. <laughs> Suborning machetery. Uh, uh, <laughs> is that a word, machetery? It is that's now. Good, Brian, that's a good, that's good, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, that's, that's, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, that you're supporting machetes. Right. You know, he's a machete supporter. That's, you. that's, that's, that's absolutely Absolutely ludicrous. I can't believe that. Again, definition of a deadly weapon should be anything outside of the human body that if is used to... If you have a machete and you're not in New York, but mm-hmm. you're a New York citizen, is that still a crime? Because if yeah. they go in naked and afraid, and that's the one tool they bring, couldn't they be prosecuted when they come home? Well, you know what? Uh, There's uh, video with the, evidence. With the, with the current um, uh, ridiculous mayor that's up there, de Blasio, he's... Uh, his big concern right now is the you know the horses that pull carriages you know and that's we're not worried about people we're worried about horses that pull carriages but the last mayor uh, uh you know crazy bloomberg uh, nut job he would come after you if you uh if you did something in another state and it was considered a crime in new york he'd reach out and try and have you prosecuted or you know put you on a put you on a ban list or something you know he was just ridiculous you're, you're on the no that. new york list yeah exactly you know what right. how do i get on that list <laughs> i know yeah that would uh my my New York rights have been suspended. I'm not allowed to go there anymore. I, I just keep talking about Bloomberg the way we're doing now, you know, and I think we'll, we'll end up there. Hey, this week in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, you may have seen this. This is the one we talked to you about, a liberal liberal judge legislating from the bench. Not that I'm already biased towards my opinion on this one. Uh, a lawsuit could go forward against the maker of a rifle used in the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shootings, the judge ruled Thursday. Superior Court Judge Barbara Bellis said that a 2005 federal law protecting gun makers from lawsuits does not prevent lawyers for the victims' families from arguing that the semi-automatic rifle is a military weapon and should not have been sold to civilians. Um, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, it does. She's just fine for a Supreme Court nomination. Yeah, you know, I uh, we, we pulled up uh, Judge Judge Bellis's stats here. We'll get into those in a, in a few minutes. And her, 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 well, as we would say in New York, her pedigree. We have her pedigree here. Well, well, I'm sorry. Th- this says that the killings took place using that rifle. Um, you know, you know what? Go right ahead, Kevin. I'm, I'm gonna. I was gonna stay clear of that one, but that's uh, go that, all, all you. That's not what the police reports and the the crime scene information said. That only his mother was killed with that rifle. That I believe a shotgun was used for the majority of those killings. So the judge doesn't understand the facts. I, I mean, I could tell you what I saw watching the TV that day. I could tell you that I saw the police opening his trunk, 
them pulling a weapon out of his trunk and everybody saying the the assault rifle, the assault rifle, the assault rifle, and it was clearly a shotgun. Yeah. I've, you know, we've, you and I have both, you know, as long as, as long as well as with other people of our profession have asked to see copies of the report, uh, have asked to see, you know, uh, certificates and evidence and, 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 and the FBI doesn't even so, list it as having happened. That's 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 no joke, folks. Go ahead and look at look at the uniform crime reports. Go back to 2012. Look at December, and take a look at the number of deaths that were reported to the FBI uh, in Middletown, in Bridgeport, in in the county. However you want to look at it, from every angle you can, no deaths were reported that month to the FBI. Uh, I don't know what that means. It's just weird. Well, it's just weird. That, that you know what? That's that's a perfect. <laughs> I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm yes. just it's just weird. No, yeah, I, I have no There's audit. something else going on that I don't understand why they keep those kind of records that way. Correct. I'm not. I'm not. We're not saying we're conspiracy guys that this is going and it didn't happen. It's just that most um, conspiracies there's, are just there's, somebody who screwed up. Yeah. This is just. It's just weird. It's it's weird. But uh, you know, again, feel just feel for the families involved in this. But this is akin to. Uh, suing Chevrolet because, uh, you know, a Camaro was involved in a DUI accident. This is this, the car didn't go out there on its own and, and commit bad. You know, it had to, it had operator mm-hmm. error or intent to, to, to commit the, uh, the, uh, the offense. Um, Kevin, what happens? Alec, tell me, tell me what happens here now that she's gone against the law. You know, do they, do it, these it, poor it, people it, have it, to go through it, the trial it, now? It, no, it, my expectations are that they will take an appeal, interlocutory appeal. Yeah. Okay, so this this her current decision will be appealed. They won't have to go through the entire case and expend all well, the money. I, they, I would, they can try. I would expect to, to do both. Okay. I would expect to prepare for trial. Right. But I would also expect that an an interlocutory appeal would take place at the, a a before the end of the case because this does tend to make it a final issue. Do you or don't you get to move forward with the lawsuit? A final order mm-hmm. is appealable. Right. And if you're in or if you're out is kind of a final order. So I expect that they'll take this up on appeal immediately. Here's the other After point. After they stop to... shaking their head going, she just ignored the law. Yeah. Here, Here's the other point I'd like to uh, bring up on this. The actual ruling, what was said here, was that her the, the argument was uh, – Semi-automatic rifles are a military weapon and should have not been sold to civilians. That this semi-automatic rifle is a military weapon and should not have been sold to, to c- civilians. Let me say it one more time for, for all you gun people out there listening to me, and, and, and I know you heard it. Tap the guy next to you that may not be as gun savvy as you. Semi-automatic rifle, even an AR, this, this XM-15, this XM-15 Bushmaster, semi-automatic rifle is a military weapon. It's not. Mm-hmm. This is a civilianized weapon. The barrel is the barrel is longer, and this has one very important key feature that a military weapon does not have. It, it doesn't have the little the little switch that goes over to auto. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. It's in the this, name, semi-automatic. This right, exactly. This rifle shoots the same way, uh, you know, your, your hunting rifle shoots. Pull the trigger, bang. Pull the trigger, bang. But it doesn't make any bang. difference if it did. There was an argument back when the NRA was first pushing the Second Amendment that said. We need firearms for sporting purposes and hunting. The counter-argument to that is that that's not what the Second Amendment's for. Correct. The Second Amendment is for military weapons. Yes. In order to maintain a well-regulated militia 
So sporting shotguns, they could have been banned under the Second Amendment. Only under the Second Amendment may you have military weapons. That's not the way the direction that the law ended up taking with the interpretation of the Second Amendment. Supreme Court has ruled that. We have seen that. These are for the the Second Amendment is for self-defense and to protect yourself from tyranny. Right. Right there. It's done. It's done. And you can do that with anything that goes bang. Yes. Yes, including military-style weapon. So and and machetes. And yeah, yeah, but only machetes too. So that's that's crazy. All right, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We get back, Fallen Hero, and a little bit more legislative news. We'll see you then. Armstrong Radio, live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Kiltech Studios. The Fallen Hero segment of Armstrong Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Master Sergeant Clinton W. Hubert died April 16, 2006, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Hubert, 38, of Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, was assigned to the 213th Transportation Company, Kentucky Army National Guard, Paducah, Kentucky. He died April 16 in the Lexington Veteran Affairs Medical Center in Lexington, Kentucky, of injuries sustained September 11, 2005, when an improvised explosive device detonated near his Humvee during combat operations in Samara, Iraq. Kubert was a 19-year veteran of the National Guard and worked in the combined support maintenance shop at the Guard's headquarters in Frankfurt. Kubert received the Bronze Star and Purple Heart during his service. He was promoted to Master Sergeant upon returning to Kentucky and was recognized by the Kentucky General Assembly. Army Master Sergeant Clinton W. Kubert, you are not forgotten. If you want to get a hold of Kevin and myself at Max Law Orlando, there's a couple of ways that you can do it. First and foremost, you can give us a call at the office. Office number is 407-480-2179. You can reach us on our website. It's maxlaworlando.com. You can reach us on the Twitters, at Max Law Orlando. And you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash downtownattorneys. Thank you, Alec. Thank you, Kevin. Uh... It's always a pleasure to be able to bring that to us, and I always appreciate the uh, your sponsoring that segment so we could get that out there. Um, hey, there's some more big news this week in the gun world. More big news in the gun world, and and again, this is all over the map. We just heard about we just heard about uh, in Newtown, Connecticut, Judge Bellis there legislating from the bench, deciding uh, that uh, she doesn't like a certain law, and she's going to. Uh, go against it and allowing certain things to be brought into the court, um, specifically the lawsuits filed by the families of the Sandy Hook victims filing suit against the gun manufacturer. Because, you know, this was the gun's fault. 
this semi-automatic rifle is a military weapon, and it's the gun's fault. I'm interested in the arguments and the testimony or even expert testimony that was given at that stage to substantiate her ruling and and how she came to that conclusion. You, you know, I don't see how how they could have. You know, maybe this was all just a, you know, uh, an in-camera review by her. You know, she, there's clearly no no witnesses because any witness would have stood up and said, Your Honor, there's no semi-automatic uh, AR-15s in any military in the world. You know, they, they just don't exist. You know, oh, and by the way, here's the law that says you can't do this. So I think she's, uh, I think you're right, Alec. I think she's trying to find her way to a higher court uh, under the current administration. And the way to do that and get noticed is to say, I'm going to go radical and be anti-gun and get uh, get nominated before the uh, the end of the, the term here. So my beliefs, my beliefs. Justin, huge news for the Second Amendment. Liberals will be up in arms, like Judge Barbara Bellis. Uh, not literally, of course, uh, about yet another new Mississippi bill just signed into law uh, yesterday. And it's some it, it's some much-needed good news for the Second Amendment after the ruling yesterday that a lawsuit holding gun manufacturers criminally liable if a gun they make kills someone. New law signed by Governor Phil Bryant expands permitless carry, thereby expanding momentum for constitutional carry in the nation. Here it is from the Washington Free Beacon. Wash- Free Beacon. That sounds like uh, something very, very patriotic, like you would hear out of Massachusetts, where uh, in Lexington and Concord, mm-hmm. our nation was born. Instead of these idiot rulings coming out of there and the liberal headquarters from for the United States now. Well, they're the ones that, that I think they called them Tories. Yeah, yeah. They, they want to go back to That's... the way the, the Brits do things, which is... It's okay to die. These are the loyalists. That way you can use up all the bullets yeah. for the bad guy before the police get there. Use your body as a shield for my officers. Wait, no, that's New York. That's, uh, that's Washington. Sorry about that. Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant signed into law a bill allowing guns in churches and expanding permitless carry on Friday despite strong opposition by gun control advocates. First off, you, that sentence written poorly. Yeah, I was going to say, you only get to carry yeah. permitless on Friday? <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Expanding permitless carry on Friday. Now, that's a poorly written sentence. Come on, but, Michelle. You can do better than that. <laughs> um, you know what? I think it's just the my inflection when I read it. I, no. I no, it's, it's exact. No, that's, there's no, there the punctuation have been a seems to be missing. Yes. <laughs> uh, again, that was probably more of my cut and paste. No, no, I don't, no, I don't think so. Well, you just got it out for Michelle here, don't you? I don't even know Michelle. <laughs> just saying, she wrote it. She's quoting. It's confusing. She copied a quote. That's all she did. She copied a quote. Okay, well, then he's a goofy. Yes, th- this is this is not on Michelle. This is on the then, Washington then she, Free Brief. In parentheses, Beacon. you put SCI or SIC, <laughs> and, and you write it the way it's supposed to be written. Well, th- you see, they have it. It's sick in brackets. It's, it, it's, in, uh, it's in italics here. I know you people can't see that. And we're getting off on a, uh, on a, tangent. a, a tangent here, but that's, you know, it's just what we do. But uh, it doesn't mean just Fridays. It means all the time. It means all the time. Mississippi, and in church. Yes. The Mississippi Church Protection Act, or House Bill 786, was approved by the Mississippi House last week by a majority vote. The law allows any church or place of worship to create a security program that would permit certain members to carry firearms to protect congreg- congregation members. It also expands permitless carry, also known as constitutional carry, to belt and shoulder holsters. Uh, okay. This is... So constitutional carry means now you could have it in a belt and a shoulder holster. So no ankle. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a permit, a permitless carry. Okay. So you can't carry permanently, well, permanently it, in uh, ankle holster. It says expands. So I don't know where it where it currently stands. It says it expands permitless carry. 
to include those those items. So I don't know what it was. I gotta read that. this one. Yeah. Uh, now there's there's many states out there where you can carry. We talked about this after the shooting in South Carolina, where where uh, you know it was that eight parishioners were killed when they when they brought in uh, the young terrorist minded. Uh, I, I mean. I mean, terrorist as far as willing to cause harm and scare people. It was a terrorist act. It wasn't an act of terrorism under the Muslim flag or anything like that. It was a, he committed terror it was in a, the church. It, what do they call that? The domestic? Domestic. Well, you wouldn't even call it domestic terrorism. Listen, terrorism, to commit a terrorist act meant, meant a lot before 9-11, meant a lot before the IRA. It, terrorist is actually, to commit terrorist act is to just instill fear in people by your actions. That's the definition of terrorism and being a terrorist. It's not so. a terrorist attack or a terrorist action in, under the present day. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just, I went I went old school there when I, when I chose the, my wording. Um, the governing body of any church or place of worship may establish a security program by which designated members are authorized to carry firearms. Now, this is what we have in many states already. There's uh, uh, you know, the, the, the state we happen to be sitting in is one of those states where you can carry in the church. Again, it depends on the property owner. You know, if the property owner of your restaurant says, I don't want firearms in here, he puts up a sign that says no firearms. Yep. If a church wants no firearms, they put up a sign that says firearms. But in South Carolina, excuse me, in uh, Mississippi, Mississippi was one of those places where it was one of the forbidden things. You couldn't take it into, like you couldn't take it into a police station. Right. You couldn't Sensitive take it into area. a jail. Uh, churches was one of them. Now they've left it up to the church to decide whether or not they want that done. Uh, legislation was authored by State Representative Andy Gibson in response to a church shooting in Charleston, South Carolina last year that left nine dead, including the pastor, at the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church. Uh, we've we've shared with you previously life-compelling proof of how armed church members can save lives. The story of the New Life Church in Colorado Springs, which was fortunately not, not a gun-free zone when a maniac attempted to shoot up the church in 2007, Case in point that armed church members save lives. Uh, there was a contentious battle on the, over the bill with pro Second Amendment groups claiming law abiding residents should not need government approval for concealed carry and gun controlled groups claiming that the bill would make Mississippians less safe. Again, this is what we're looking at. This is the the crazy people against guns, the crazy moms against guns. This is the Bloombergers. This is whoever whoever they are that say guns are not the answer. Guns by themselves commit the crimes. And that's what the, I honestly think that's what they believe. They're, 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 they're short a couple of neurons, you know, because guns don't go out and commit crimes. Uh, and, and criminals don't go out and, and go to the gun store and fill out a per, uh, you know a purchase uh, slip. They don't fill out their ATF background check 4473 and say, I would like to buy this weapon because I plan on going to a church to kill somebody. It's not how it happens. That's not, that's not how criminals get guns. You know, the, the, the law-abiding citizen gets guns, and, and they secure them, and they use them for protection of themselves and the protection against tyranny. Bad guys, they commit burglaries, they commit thefts, they take guns. Uh, you know, this has nothing to do with the, with, the, with the citizen wanting to protect themselves. So I, I, I'm sorry, I don't get these people. I don't understand what's missing in their makeup that they think they're bad. They haven't been the victim of a crime. Yeah. Yeah, well... Does, it shouldn't take that. Next thing you know, we're going to be banning machetes for no reason. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Oops. Yeah. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break.
Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle insist on tactical excellence insist on gun tech usa parts gun tech a proud supporter of the second amendment and friends of arms room radio check them out online today at guntechusa.com that's g-u-n-t-e-c-u-s-a.com gun tech usa defining tactical excellence for over 26 years Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. We live in an ever-changing world where security is no longer a luxury, but a necessity. Veritas International provides the peace of mind you, your family, business, or school deserves. Locally owned and operated by a law enforcement veteran with over 18 years of experience, Veritas provides a myriad of services, such as executive protection, private and confidential investigations, background investigations, canine services, event and school security, as well as firearms training that includes concealed carry, female handgun and survival courses, and home defense. Veritas will custom tailor a home defense course with your personal home as the training location. Train in your familiar environment. Put their decades of experience to work for you. Call Veritas International today at 844-483-7482. Online at oneveritas.com. That's O-N-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S.com. Mention the arms room and get 15% off training and selected services. Veritas International is a proud supporter of the Second Amendment. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. Back to Arms Room Radio. Man, another... Another show going by just like that. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, we're down to down to the last segment. Down to the last segment. We got a. It's a. It's a good story though. We want. We were going to talk to you about uh, Virginia. Uh, in Virginia, this was this was actually about uh, you know ten days ago. This happened. Uh, the governor Terry McAuliffe. If you haven't uh, been introduced to Governor Terry McAuliffe, he is uh, 
anti-gun. If you remember the flap over there between the governor and the attorney general deciding to wipe out all the reciprocity for concealed weapons permits in, in their state because they said, you know, we want everybody to have a, a million hours worth of training, you know, like, like required in the Second Amendment. Yep. Oh, that's right. It's nothing in there mm-hmm. about that. Uh, Virginia governor vetoes three pro-gun bills. One, which protects domestic violence victims. Governor Terry McAuliffe, Democrat, gave thumbs down Thursday to three pieces of legislation he said would threaten public safety by weakening Virginia's gun laws. You know, I'm just just going to pause a moment and say again that the more you take away guns from those that have done no crime, you weaken, you weaken uh, their security, you weaken their ability to defend themselves, and, and, you, and you make crime more prevalent. Because guess what bad guys know? Oh, if they can't have guns... I'll use a gun against them. I know my target is a victim. I know my target can't defend itself. Because guess how much the the bad guys are concerned with the gun laws? Not at all. A whole lot of none. Yeah, a whole lot of none. A lot of none. They're already a criminal. A metric nun ton. A metric nun ton. Exactly right. Uh, among the proposal scuttled, among the proposal scuttled, uh, state uh, Senate Bill six two six and House Bill seven six six would have enabled domestic violence victims with a protective order against another individual to carry a concealed handgun for up to 90 days without a permit, while the third, House Bill 560, would have eased the Commonwealth's law on the accidental display of a weapon. Let me let me talk to you about these first two. Senate Bill 626 and House Bill 766 enables domestic violence victims with a protective order against an individual. What does it take to get a protective order for domestic violence? You have to provide an affidavit. It has to be reviewed by a judge. The judge has to determine whether there's probable cause. They issue the protective order. And then within a given period of time, usually less than 15 days in every state that I can think of, you have a hearing where the person accused of the Domestic Violence Act is brought before the judge, and they give their side of that position, and the claiming victim gives their side of the position. And then the judge will determine whether there was probable cause to believe that this person is or has been the victim of domestic violence and has a fear of future domestic violence. A lot of times the respondent, the person accused of the domestic violence, won't testify because in many cases there are pending criminal charges. And what they say at the domestic violence injunction hearing can be used in the criminal matter. So they may just shut up. And if they do just shut up, then they usually tell the judge there's probable cause person's telling the truth about their concerns. This acts like, for for lack of a better term, a temporary concealed weapons permit. Very much like when you get arrested for speeding uh, or DUI. They take your license, but they give you the ticket, and the ticket is your license until you go to court. Right. Right. That's what this would do. It would give them a temporary Conceal weapons permit. And it's not willy-nilly, like Kevin said. It's based on judicial finding. Yeah, you don't just walk in. Tell me I'm right. I mean, if I'm right, you don't just walk into the court and go, hey, you know what? He didn't make coffee for me this morning, so mm-hmm. I'm going to get a domestic violence injunction to make his life hell for 15 days or 90 days. Mm-hmm. You, you've got, there's got to be some, some, it, it, some evidence of some sort. Two, two acts of violence or two viable threats of violence with the capacity to have affected that violent act. Or one severe, in that's the state of Florida. Though. I mean, it's right. the law. One severe act of violence is enough sometimes. And it's got to be, you know, timely. Uh, He threatened me 22 years ago. 
Yeah. He threatened me a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was no. this weekend or last night right. when you go it's, to see the judge. It's, yeah. it's got to be, be remote. It yes. can't be too remote. It yeah. can't be remote in time. And a veto message to lawmakers, McAuliffe held up a compromise deal he made with state Republicans in February, which included taking guns away from domestic abusers as reason to veto the new legislation, seeking to speed up the process to allow victims to carry a legal firearm. This is, you, you got to hear this, you got to hear this. Domestic violence situations can be extremely volatile. You, you, you think? <laughs> you, you, do you really think so, Thank you, Governor? Captain Obvious. And all too often result in serious injury or death. Uh, okay. Uh, you know who the, you get serious injury or death? The victim. Mm-hmm. The victim. The person that you're saying can't temporarily carry a firearm for their own protection. These bills encourage victims of domestic violence to introduce deadly weapons into an already dangerous situation. Might be less dangerous mm-hmm. if they know that there might be a consequence. So what you're saying is because you think the gun can walk around by itself and choose who it wants to be in whose hand. It's going to pick a side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is this is for a, this is for a woman, this is for a man, this is for whoever is the domestic violence victim and they say, "Hey, you know what? This SOB just said he was going to cut my head off when he comes back. Um, I don't have time to go down and wait for a permit." You know, and I've got to go get my fingerprints done. I've got to wait, you know, uh, you know, three weeks, four weeks, a month, however long it takes for this to go through the normal process. This bill would have given them the ability to walk in the next morning, see the judge, get the injunction, and then walk over to the clerk or whoever else they say can authorize this and get a temporary handgun permit or temporary concealed weapons yeah, permit. Go, go get for a certified days. copy of the protective order. Yeah. Walk into a gun shop and say, "Here's my protective order. Yes, I'd like to pick up a firearm, please." Yeah. Uh, but the governor says no because we don't want to put firearms in there. Um, well, then why do we have people that have guns at home and they're able to protect themselves against burglars? Isn't that introducing a firearm into a deadly situation, into a bad situation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, apparently the firearms in Virginia are leashed. Yeah. So they're they're locked in the closet or you, they're in a cage. Well, again, you give it a dog treat and it uh, decides which side it wants to be on. This is one of those times where... They don't understand they're a machine. Yeah. I just don't yeah. get it. They're a tool. It's an elevator. It, you do, it does what you tell it to. It doesn't pick where it's going to go by itself. What if I'm on the treadmill and it accidentally goes yeah, off? Yeah. This is one of those times where when something like this is said, I'm not sitting there in awe. I'm sitting there because I'm absolutely speechless of how big a moron you are, of how dumb what you just said really is. No, no you know who's dumb? The governor, people who McCullough. listen to this yeah. and go, oh, well, that makes perfectly good sense. Yeah, in- introducing the gun into the equation makes things more violent. All right, well, then let's introduce the hammer and see if it makes more, or, or the nail gun, or or the microphone, or the ironing board. I want know? to point out, oh, yes, thank you. I want to point out to the governor a story we covered last year, New Jersey woman murdered by her ex-boyfriend. She awaited approval from the state to buy a handgun. In addition to obtaining the restraining order against her ex, Michael Itell, she uh, also installed security cameras in her home. Uh, Carol Brown had applied for a permit to purchase the gun uh, April 21st of 2015. On 2005, or excuse me, June 5th of 2015, this story was published. She was killed. Police told the Courier Post that she had inquired about the application as recently as Monday said, we didn't get the fingerprint information back yet, the police chief told him. Unlike most states, New Jersey's restrictive gun laws require a permit to purchase a handgun. She was trying to get permission to purchase this handgun. To defend herself. She had to defend herself. And guess what? While she waited 
for the permit to come through, mm-hmm. he showed up and killed her. Governor McAuliffe, I guess you didn't hear this part. I guess you didn't see anything about this story because you believe that if person wants to defend themselves, they should not have the right to get a firearm. That's exactly what this is. He doesn't believe you do. He believes that your duty as a victim is to die. Yeah. So that way we can go ahead and prosecute the person that killed you because that's our job. It's not your job to decide how they be punished. It's our job. From now on. Victims, domestic violence victims, here's what the governor in Virginia wants you to do. When the bad guy shows up, you hold that injunction up and you go, stop! I have an injunction. You can't come through this injunction. It it stops bullets. It stops knives. It'll stop a machete. It It is absolute lunacy that this governor would believe that this piece of paper is going to stop the violence. It's absolute lunacy to believe that he's going to take... You're going, the victim is going to take this piece of paper to defend themselves. This is the kind of lunacy that says, let's put up a sign that says gun-free zone. That way, nobody can have a gun here. Nobody would... Oh, wait. I ever, oh, yeah. That's, that's true. Well, they're, they're doing I, I, that. I, I will tell you, there was, a, there was a building in Central Florida that had a sign on the door as you went in that said, no firearms permitted. And no less than three robberies took place in the parking lot of that building. And then somebody scraped off the word no on all the doors. And guess what happened after that? There hasn't been any robberies in that facility. I was uh, driving through uh, town the other day. Uh, There was some traffic. uh, So I took a little detour going down by the courthouse. And lo and behold, there's a sign down there in the city that says, this is a prostitute and drug-free area. Well, I thought, well, I should go get my daughter and bring her out here to play on the street corner then because it's Mm -hmm. clearly a safe place Mm -hmm. because there's no prostitution and there's no drugs. So it's it's lunacy. You know, if you say it enough, it'll become true. All right, listen, thanks for joining. Uh, We had we had a good time. Well, you know what? We could have had a better time, but our but our but our sidekick Earl was not here. Earl, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, Say goodbye to the good folks. We'll see you next week. Hopefully I'll be in studio. We're going to have him back. We're going to do everything we can. We miss Fred and Earl. <laughs> Fred more so, though. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, Earl. Yeah. Hey, Beat me again. Make, make sure. Visit Earl out there at the ISIS Welcome Center. He'll take care of you. Oh, yes. Please, folks, remember, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Have a good week, folks.